Night Talk. Giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Monday to Thursdays, 10 p.m. Karan, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. According to the Water Research Commission's independent investigation, they had done assessments on the Temba Drinking Water Treatment Plant, the Temba Wastewater Treatment Plant, and the Royval Wastewater Treatment Plant. Some of the compliance outcomes there is that the Temba Drinking Water Treatment Plant does not meet the SENS 241 drinking water standards. Uh, the Temba Wastewater Treatment Plant, the effluent thereof, does not meet the standards for release, as well as the Royval water t- Wastewater Treatment Plant's effluent does not meet standards for release. And Green Drop Watch Report classified Northern Works, Northern Works as high risk. In layman's terms, what do those things mean? It basically means that they are not operated to the expected standards, and because they are not operated to the expected standards, they put people at risk. And in South Africa, we have an extremely high rate of um, infant mortality, um, which means babies dying before the age of five. And one of the main causes of our high infant mortality rate is um, poor quality water. So. In layman's terms, what it means that if they don't meet those standards is yeah. they are killing children, they are killing how, babies. How significant of a problem is that? I mean, one life is one too many already, but how, how many infant mortalities can be linked to poor water quality and how long has this problem existed? Well, um, currently our infant mortality rate is in the order of about 30%. The world average is... 12 to 13 percent, and about 50 percent of our 30 percent infant mortality rate is related to diarrheal or gastroenteritis diseases. So, for me, the most important findings of this um, report by the WRC is related to the poor standard of operation of the of the sewage works and of the water purification works. And I think the problem is widespread throughout the country. Um, and that we really need to give more serious attention to our water supply and sanitation infrastructure maintenance um, and design and type of technologies that we use. Because if we don't do that, we're literally killing people. Yeah. Some of some of those issues include breaks in cholera disinfe- uh, disinfection, chemical dosing not being optimized, a lack of proper process controls and operations, a lack of maintenance, partial constructions and some components uh, of some components of the plants, plants needing to be overhauled and different process units not working well together. Are those uh, management-related issues, or are those government uh, governance-related issues? Well, governance includes everything, the political, the administrative, the institutional, um, the operational. So governance is the overarching, and, and not only, it's not just government who is responsible for governance. Every person who does something with water um, is in a way responsible for governance of water. I think, and I mean, I've met and trained um, process controllers, and we have quite a high standard in terms of the knowledge of our process controllers. But I feel such uh, so sorry for the guys who are the process controllers because they simply don't get the the, the, the support from from management that they need or the funding that they need. They can report broken infrastructure until they're blue in their face, but if they don't get the funding to actually do something about it, 
They can be the best process controllers yeah. in, the, in the world. And, and I've actually visited the site in Swanee, not Royval, where the process controllers told me, well, we are unable to disinfect our final effluent because we put a requisition in for the chemicals. We need to do that 18 months ago, and procurement is failing to yeah. um, approve our requisition. So often the problem lies at the procurement areas, and we saw that now with the Royval and where the upgrade contract was given to somebody with a very shady <laughs> tender premier contract yeah. history. So if you want to pinpoint is, is, the is that is you, is that the BlackRock Edwin Saudi uh, uh, contract you're speaking of? Precisely. Right. You know, so it's often easy to point the finger at the process controller or the operator of the actual plant, but he's at the end of a very long line of decision-making and inputs and funding decisions that has to be made over which... He, as the plant operator of process controller, has absolutely no control. Yeah. What do process controllers do? Uh, I'm assuming they are plant managers? Um, process, the plant manager is responsible for the entire plant, and the process controllers are the guys who work in the different sections of the plant, the inlet works, the filters, the scrubbers, the digesters, um, and the chlorination area. Yeah. So those are the guys who the... Control the processes inside the plant, and hence they are process controllers. Yeah, uh, the Water Research Commission's uh, finding and conclusions are that it is inconclusive whether the cholera outbreak can be located uh, to the water in uh, the city of Tuane. Is that a scientific and empirical finding? That is, does the data support it? You know, as a as a researcher myself. One is often bound by the limitations of the scope of work given to you by your client. Now, I've quickly listened to the uh, presentation done by the Water Research Commission this afternoon and also read it. And it seems to me that they were given a scope of work by the Department of Water Affairs. And if you look at the list of, of, of questions that they had to address, one of them raised my eyebrow significantly. And that is, at the time of the study, could you detect viral cholera in water sources in the area? Yeah. Now, the time of the study was June because they start their presentation off by saying we were appointed on the 31st of March. Oh, sorry, on the, on the 31st of May. So they could only do the study in June. But the outbreak of the, of the, of the cholera was in March. If you, have a, 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 if you understand water and that water flows, then if you do tests in June, you are not going to pick up any cholera. The fact that they actually did pick up cholera in two samples that were taken in the Arpis River contradicts the conclusion that um, they couldn't detect or they couldn't ascribe the source to water because the actual results show that it was in the water even three months after the outbreak. Yeah. The, the, the brief should have been at the time of the outbreak, can you detect cholera? And then you do what we refer But to is that vaccine. methodologically possible to test for? Yes, because every sewage works and every water purification work have to take daily or sometimes weekly samples of their effluent. And these samples are kept by the laboratories. Now, some have a, a disposal policy of after three months they throw it away, some throw it away after six months. But it is possible to go and say, listen, we have um, 
we need to investigate at the time of the outbreak what was in your samples and then go and find those samples that were taken in March yeah. at the laboratories. And then, you know, although the bacteria itself might die, even when it's dead, its DNA will still be present. Yeah. And then it was a curious omission for me from the report that they didn't say what type of testing they had done. If you do PCR testing, then you look for DNA, even of dead bacteria. But if you do culture growth testing, then you need live bacteria to do your testing. And so I didn't see the type of testing done in the summary. I obviously haven't seen the, the full report that yeah. hasn't been released yet. But in the summary presentation, they do. there's two things that I missed there. The type of testing, PCR or live culture, and the map where the samples were taken. Yeah. And, the simple and, map showing us where did you take the sample and in which samples did you actually find the cholera. Why is uh, the source of the sample a significant research question? Because water flows. Water flows downstream. Yeah. And you can determine the flow rate of water. Now, if I yeah. find cholera in a sample location... 20 kilometers downstream from the Royal Sewage Works, and I know the flow of the Opis River is um, 10 meters per second, then I can calculate when that sample, when that cholera arrived at that place where I took my sample. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess importantly, based on the summary of the, of the study, the real question to be asked is, what now? Well, that's what I said, that, you know, the, 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 the conclusion... One shouldn't just stare blind uh, at the conclusion that it's not conclusive. I think there's enough in the report that says, guys, it is the water resource. It is the water sources. Um, obviously, like you just discussed with the lady from the Human Rights Commission, the moment you say, well, it is in the water, then you bring in liability issues. So if they want to avoid that, they're going to reach a conclusion that's not supported by the facts of this yeah. investigation and say, it's inconclusive, um, but that there are serious questions about how you reach that conclusion. Yeah. The important conclusion is that um, the works itself needs serious attention, needs refurbishment. If we don't want to kill people in Hamanskral and Pemba, we need to address the water supply and the sanitation of the people of Swani, my sewage. That yeah. comes from Dustworth and that goes into the Raapis River. Yeah. Look, I'm going to ask you to speculate here because I don't know, unless you, of course, have intimate, uh, you're privy to, 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 to the sort of information, have intimate knowledge of the day-to-day -day operations here. But why is it that last month when these tests were done, that there were cholera, viral cholera was found in the water, water that people still have are presumably drinking, why has it not been able to be fixed uh, since the outbreak three months preceding that? Um. Oliver, I'm going to ask you and everybody who has the same question to please arrange a visit to your nearest sewage works. These things are big. It is huge infrastructure. It is not uh, a, a road or a pipeline or a bridge. Yeah. It costs millions of rands to fix, and it is an entire reticulation system plus a treatment system. And the cost, and I've done this, I've asked some of my colleagues who works in the who's consulting engineers who built these things, is in the order of 
40 million rand per one cubic meter of treated, of treated effluent. Now, if you look at the size of a place like Royval, they need to treat 200,000 cubic meters at 40 million rand per cubic meter. My goodness. So we simply, and that's, I think, one of the complaints or the issues that the mayor of Swanee, Silias Brunkas, right, that the, that the fixed Royval exceeds by far the annual budget of the entire city of Swanee. Yeah. So we need to find different funding mechanisms. And that's also part of what the governance is, the economics of it. How do we find that money? Because my water electricity account already is extremely high. Yeah. I cannot afford as a citizen of Swanee to pay more, but somehow we as a citizens of Swanee need to find money to upgrade our infrastructure. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to have to leave it there. I really, really do appreciate your time this evening, Karen Bosman. Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter.